0: It's Wednesday, February 19th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Maybe not if you're Senator Bernie Sanders. He's facing criticism from one of the most powerful unions in Nevada over his Medicare for All plan. We'll explain why this could impact the upcoming caucus there, as well as the entire Democratic primary. Then the coronavirus outbreak means half of China's gotta stay home. And manufacturers say that's causing headaches around the world. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Chances are, if you've ever visited Las Vegas, members of Nevada's culinary union helped make your trip a bit more comfortable. They probably poured you a drink at the bar, cooked the food at that casino buffet, or refreshed your towels. The 60,000 workers in that local union help keep the tourism industry in Las Vegas and Reno running. Labor unions have been struggling around the U.S., but the culinary union strength in Nevada is impressive. Researchers from all over the world have studied it. They're impressed with its ability to unite a largely female and largely Latina workforce in what are normally low-wage jobs and to win those workers key benefits. Mia Gray is a professor of labor geography at Cambridge University in the U.K and spent a decade studying the Nevada Culinary Union. They really have managed to offer workers something beyond increased wages. English as a second language, help with citizenship, a culinary academy where they do their own training. Lots of ways in which they really become important to union members' lives. But the union's leaders are playing another big role this week by having a say in the next Democratic nominee for president. That's because one major benefit the union won for its workers is coming up a lot right now. PBS NewsHour aired a big feature on it last year. The union has negotiated generous employer-paid benefits, including top-tier health insurance. More than 140,000 workers and dependents get free care at the union's clinic and pharmacy. The Culinary Union mostly endorses Democratic candidates in local, state, and national elections. Even though that's probably not gonna change this year, the way some Democrats are talking about health insurance has the Culinary Union nervous. We need to expand Medicare to cover every man, woman, and child as a single-payer national health care program. Bernie Sanders may be the loudest cheerleader for Medicare for All, but he's not the only one. I have a plan for Medicare for All, and I'm if proud. I believe to... in Medicare for Medicare All. Plan. I am proud to stand with my colleagues and friends and support Medicare for All. Medicare for All would change the way healthcare works in the U.S. in major ways. Instead of people getting health insurance through their jobs or paying for it out of pocket, everyone would be covered by the government. And under most proposed Medicare for All plans, the private health insurance industry would pretty much disappear. That's why the culinary union is worried. They say they'd lose the quality private health care that they fought so hard for. Here's a report from the local CBS affiliate in Las Vegas last week. While the union hasn't endorsed any presidential hopefuls, members are being warned about Senator Bernie Sanders. The culinary union distributed this flyer to its members, listing the presidential hopefuls along with President Donald Trump and their stances on health care, jobs and immigration. That flyer they're talking about warned that Sanders' Medicare for All plan would fully replace the union's healthcare plan, and that warning could have a major impact when Nevadans vote on Saturday. In a state of three million people, sixty thousand Culinary Union members might not be able to sway an election. But when you consider that just over eighty thousand people voted in Nevada's Democratic caucus back in 2016, that voting bloc can start to look pretty important. To be fair. The union had some similar warnings about Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for All plan. But Sanders is leading the polls in Nevada. So the union calling him out like this could cost him the support he needs to win. Supporters of Medicare for All have argued that if unions like the culinary workers didn't need to fight for their union health care, they could focus on fighting for other things, like higher wages. We'll see if anyone's convinced by that argument on Saturday. But in the meantime, this fight in Nevada is getting pretty ugly. Nevada Culinary Union officials say that after that flyer was passed around last week, they started receiving threatening phone calls and social media messages from Sanders supporters. Sanders is condemning those threats, and he emphasized his campaign supports unions. Though it's unclear if that gesture is enough to end this fight. So where does that leave us? Nevadans are heading to the polls on Saturday. Bernie Sanders is currently in the lead there, but now he's facing pushback from a well-organized and popular group, the state's culinary union. A lot of contemporary unions will talk the talk about organizing, but they don't actually often put the type of resources that we see here with the culinary union being put into organizing. Come election time, they also know how to get people on the streets and knocking on doors, you know, for their chosen political candidate. How Sanders does on Saturday and whether the culinary union puts a dent in his support could be a barometer of the role of labor unions nationwide in the 2020 election. Sanders has actually won a number of local union endorsements so far, but a lot of national unions still haven't picked a candidate. So they might be watching closely now to see if the Nevada Culinary Union's loud concerns about Sanders actually change how people vote. Or if members come out and say, Bernie's still our guy. Ahead of Saturday, the ninth Democratic primary debate is tonight in Las Vegas. It's hosted by NBC News, MSNBC, as well as the Nevada Independent newspaper. And it'll start at 9 p.m. Eastern. For more on the candidates, their policy positions, and priorities, check out theskim.com slash election. We'll have a recap of tonight's debate in your Daily Skim tomorrow morning. More than 75,000 people have been infected with coronavirus, and more than 2,000 people have died. Most of the victims are in China, and now almost half the population there is being told to stay put to avoid spreading the virus. Some of those people stuck at home are happy to work from home and order their groceries online. Others are starting to feel restless and frustrated, and half of China essentially shutting down like this is starting to have an impact on the country's exports. So today we're gonna look at how coronavirus has affected the global supply chain. First, what is a supply chain? Basically, it's all the steps to get an item made and into your hands. Take your phone, for instance. One manufacturer might make the circuit board, then another makes the battery, another makes the speaker, and then another makes the screen. You get the picture. Once all the parts are made, yet another manufacturer magics it all together into a phone. That's the supply chain. But if one of those parts gets taken out, it affects all the others. Because if you can't get a battery, for example, the rest of the phone won't work. A ton of companies use suppliers or manufacturers based in China. You've probably seen Made in China on a lot of tags and stickers during your life. But with coronavirus ravaging the country, a lot of Chinese suppliers have had to push pause. That's because over 700 million people in China, more than twice the entire population of the US, are under or almost under total lockdown due to coronavirus. And that means factories across the country can't do a whole lot. This is actually a big problem. About 78% of American companies that operate in Shanghai don't have the staff to run a full production line. So without those factories up and running, the supply chain breaks and consumers can't get the products they want. There are some solutions. Companies are starting to realize they need to look outside of China to fill these gaps. Here was the CEO of an American company that makes medical masks talking to CNBC recently. China is not the only source for these supplies, but we need to make sure that we collaborate to making sure that we identify where these products are and bringing them to market as fast as possible. But then another CEO of an American electronics company said this morning that he's already found suppliers outside of China. And even that hasn't helped. It is a connected supply chain, so uh, what we're actually discovering here uh, with the coronavirus is those factories outside of China, they also uh, are uh, having supply trouble, not able to start production in many cases because you know all it takes is one part uh, to come from China. This isn't just affecting Chinese and U.S. companies. It's a global problem. Like, workers in South Korea can't go to work to build cars since they can't get the car parts from China. If we go back to your phone, that's a problem Apple is experiencing right now. The company works with suppliers in 43 different countries, but each of those suppliers gets parts from manufacturers in China. So now Apple is saying it can't hit its revenue goals this quarter. So what's next? Chinese companies are starting to reopen bit by bit, but the long-term economic impact of this work hiatus is still TBD. Decisions, decisions. This month at The Skim, we've been looking at ways to help you make smarter choices on the job. And this week on our other podcast, Skimmed from the Couch, we sat down with someone who's been there a bunch. Lo Bosworth. Yes, that Lo Bosworth from the show Laguna Beach. She's now the founder and CEO of Love Wellness, a company that makes personal care products for women. Lo's career moves have kept her in the spotlight basically her entire adult life. And this week, she gave us her pro tip for what to do when you reach a career crossroads. I have guidance, but it's not challenging for me to make decisions. It's when things get emotional, you know, like the first time I had to fire somebody, raising money, do I go with this person or this person? It's those deeper emotional decisions where you are kind of unclear on the outcome and what the outcome really means for you, that I seek guidance. That episode of Skim from the Couch is available now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you want to add the skim to your morning routine, sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.